0: Hi and welcome to Maths Appeal. I'm Bobby Segal
2: and I'm Susan Okureke
0: and we are maths teachers on a very
2: important mission and that is to show that maths is for everyone and we are super excited to be working in partnership for this series with the national numeracy charity and Experian
0: and in our podcast you will know that we have a maths problem and a solution of course a special guest and I'll dispense with a maths fact as well.
2: And we are so happy to have the fantastic uh, youngest ever Bake Off champion, Peter Sawkins as our guest today. He's also one of the National Numeracy ambassadors and he's an author of two books, Peter Bakes and Peter's Baking Party, especially for children. And sometimes listeners might think, oh, maths, baking, what's the connection?
0: Is there any connection? Actually, during our chat with Peter, you'll find actually there's a lot of links between the world of maths and baking.
2: Before we get into Peter's Peter interview, what we'd like to do is to get set up for our maths problem and we'll give ideas on how to tackle problems.
0: So what we'd like to do historically, and we'll do the same, is we'll set up a uh, sort of structure on how to tackle the problem. Because one thing that we've always reiterated, how that maths can be an emotional uh subject it shouldn't just be a you know like we're robots and solving problems actually you should feel and think and ha- have an emotion when dealing with the problem um so we're going to start with some questions to ask before doing the problem so the first one is about how do you feel when you first see the problem obviously depending on your experience you have different levels of experience and emotion secondly like you have to think about Does the problem actually make any sense? Are you like, what's going on? Or does it make sense to you? Then you're going to think about, are there any questions you want to ask about the problem? And then finally, before you do the problem, you want to think, oh, what are the topics actually in this question?
2: And so once you've set the scene, you've got into the context of what's going on, you've also calmed your emotions if you're feeling anxious beforehand and you're ready to do the problem, you ask some math things. So what facts do we know from the problem? What rules or formulas are needed to solve this problem? So you start activating elements in the brain and then you think, right, what facts can we then derive in the problem? And then once you've done that, you're then like, right, am I now able to answer this question?
0: So Susan, are we ready to have a go
2: at this week's problem? Born ready, Bobby, born ready. Mm -hmm. Hope you're all listening carefully and this obviously because we're thinking about cooking a maths. This is going to be a recipe style question. This recipe is about stuffed turkey. This uh, recipe serves four people. And for four people, you need 500 grams of turkey, one red onion, and 300 milliliters of chicken stock. Bobby's going to be doing the cooking. So Bobby wants Mm -hmm. to make stuffed turkey for 10 people. How much of each ingredient is needed? I'll repeat the question. For this recipe of stuffed turkey, it serves four people. For four people, you need 500 grams of turkey, one red onion and 300 millilitres of chicken stock. Bobby is going to prepare stuffed turkey for 10 people. How much of each ingredient does he need? So with these problems, we always like to tell you where it is from. And this is
0: actually a GCSE type question.
2: While you're thinking about the problem you of getting your uh, cooking hat on, we are going to have a listen to our special guest, Peter Saulkin. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use
0: LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
2: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: Hi, Peter. Thanks for joining us on the podcast this week.
1: Thanks for having me on. Very excited to be be with you guys.
0: Thank you, Peter. And... We know that you're an ambassador for National Numeracy, and I actually remember chatting with you after your championship-winning bake-off season and asking, you know, if you'd be interested in joining sort of the National Numeracy superheroes. What made you decide to accept this? You know, you obviously had lots of different offers and things coming your way, but what made you think actually National Numeracy is something I want to support?
1: No, I mean, that was something, yeah, thinking back, gosh, it's almost two years ago now that we had that chat, me and you, Bobby, um, because at the time, I, I just won the bake-off, and I was suddenly thrust in this, into this position of having a bit of an audience and having people following me on, on my Instagram, and that's awesome, but I wanted to try and leverage that in a way to, to further some of the goals and the aspirations that I have for life and some of the things that I'm passionate about pushing and promoting. Um, So for me, for a while, I've been thinking about the two sort of social goals that I really feel passionately about that have helped me along the way, and I want to push are one, sports engagement, and two, financial literacy. Um, My dad's an economist. So, you know, conversations around money were happening all the time when I was growing up. And I see the value that that brings. And yeah, me and you were having that chat, Bobby. And you were telling me about the work of National Numeracy. And it's so closely linked to that goal of, you know, encouraging financial literacy, starting from the basis of developing number skills, number confidence. And so to align with it has been absolutely wonderful. They're an amazing charity to work for. And I'm so lucky that I get to support the work that they do in, you know, trying to give people more confidence with numbers.
2: You obviously have a real kind of like love for, for, for maths and sort of finance, having sort of studied at, at university. Is it something that's always interested you? And is it also something that helps you with your baking?
1: <laughs> you know, I think at school, I enjoyed the concrete nature of numbers. When you get maths further down the line, my brother studied maths at university, my mum studied maths. It gets much less concrete uh, in the future. So I then went into accounting where it kind of stays in that concrete realm a little bit more. And... Yeah, I just enjoyed all the process around numbers and what it can help you with and and teach you. So the finance side was that concrete side of numbers, which I enjoyed. So learning about it, talking about it was always really interesting to me. And also, you know, seeing the world around us and how numbers and finances link in and tell the story of the world, you know, of of politics, of current events, that really fascinates me. Um, So I always wanted to to look into it and learn about it more. And then obviously in baking, that's the work that I do with national numeracy is linking in the baking side uh, into numbers and showing people how you're engaging with numbers all the time when you're baking. And I think having a bit of an analytical brain and and feeling confident to use numbers and ratios and play about with them really helps, especially when I'm recipe writing. And then obviously when you're following recipes as well. So
0: Peter, had you not gone into Bake Off, do you think there's a chance that in a couple of years we could have seen uh, Peter Sorkins, the accountant, chartered accountant or, or business manager?
1: I think certainly the the chartered accountant uh, route was very high up the priority list and, and a very likely outcome pre-bake-off. You know, now I'm I'm sort of in this realm where I've got an amazing opportunity where I can do one thing that is an absolute passion of mine. And, you know, I can meet really interesting people. I can use my platform to still engage in things like national numeracy, And it's a very exciting career path that I've got going. So I'm running with it for as long as I can. But still in the back of my head, I'm still at university. um, I'm still keeping the door open to go down that accounting route because it might just be the route for me. I'm, I'm sort of keeping all my options open now whilst I'm still young.
2: That's when you keep your options open. Wonderful. So you're also into sports, you were saying, and you represent Edinburgh University at Badminton. Can a number sense help with sports like such as nutrition, training and things like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I suppose sports are inherently number-based. Um, one of the reasons that me and my brother have always loved sports is and watching sports is from the stats side. Yeah. You know, we'd have these books with, with all the stats in them, um, top trunks. We loved, you know, watching Anything. cricket and you see the scorecard come up on the screen. The American sports do stats and, you know, points per games, rebounds per games, assists, all that. They do that so well. And that's, that's so fascinating because those numbers tell the story of the yeah. sport. And it's absolutely amazing to get into and then obviously in all, in all our training when you're in the gym you're looking at numbers you can see your progression through the numbers that you're moving and lifting or running and so it is intertwined into that side of life as well. So Peter in my hand actually
0: I've got a copy of your Peter's Baking Party book uh, so obviously congrats on your previous book Peter Bakes that's up on my shelf as well from 2021 but your latest book is in my hand. Um, so firstly, massive congrats from Maths Appeal and National massive. Numeracy. Well um, done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So we wanted to ask, like, how can baking be used to help children get into numbers? And also, can it help adults who are good at numbers but not good at baking? Maybe me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so on the on the first side of it, I think this is, this is the work that I do with National Numeracy. And baking is, it's just one of those aspects of life where you don't realize that you're using numbers you're learning about you know weights and measures you're using units you're using temperatures and timings circumference yeah, and it's, it's, all, all this volume, good stuff volume
2: all that stuff yep
1: <laughs> but you don't even realize that you're doing that because you're just yeah. engaging in this fun activity and it's with that the great of, outcome as well <laughs> with a delicious outcome hopefully yeah. you hope hopefully. so fingers crossed <laughs> but it, it's that thing of if kids are engaging in something that's purely fun and then they can look back on it and go, oh, hey, I was using numbers. I was dealing with these problems and these these number problems along the way. That can be the thing that gives them a little bit of confidence to go, OK, I'm already dealing with numbers in math class. I can do this and I can I can have that confidence. And Once you've had that confidence, it's a lot easier to progress further beyond the stuff that Baking's teaching you.
0: I really enjoyed that uh conversation with Peter because I know he's now known as a champion star baker, but he could have been an accountant you know doing he might still books be and one it sounds like. still,
2: yeah. still could be
0: <laughs> but it shows you like how powerful maths can be because it can open doors mm-hmm. towards accounting, business, but also something that we didn't really think of actually baking.
2: Yeah, and I think, I think he, he sort of was great to sort of think of him, the practical part of using maths um, and you know, the fact he was talking about how numbers tell a story and just like politics and in sport and it's just thinking about maths, not just, here's a question, what's the answer? It's like, it creates a picture, which it was just really lovely to hear him talk about maths like that.
0: So next time you meet someone that says they can't do maths but yet they cook or bake, tell them that they are incorrect and they can actually do maths.
2: Well, mm-hmm. exactly, because maths is everywhere, Bobby, isn't it? And it's <laughs> definitely, definitely in cooking, definitely. Absolutely.
0: So, thank you, Peter.
2: And great to have him on this episode of Maths Appeal Series 3, where we've teamed up with Experian.
0: So whether it's your bills, budgeting, or even baking, like Peter, we know mm-hmm. that maths is part of everyday life for us all. And Experian is on a mission to help the nation improve their financial health. And we know that good number skills and confidence are a gateway to helping you
2: get there. And that's why Experian is a proud supporter of Maths Appeal podcast. Thank you. Uh, and a long running partner of National Numeracy. Um, and we're working together to help you fulfil your potential. And speaking of that potential, we're going to fulfil some of that by doing some problem solving. OK, get ready. I'm going to repeat the, pre- the question just to make sure anyone who wasn't hasn't started Back in the game. So this is a recipe for stuffed turkey, and it serves four people. For four people, you need 500 grams of turkey, one red onion, and 300 milliliters of chicken stock. Bobby's doing the cooking today, and he wants Uh-oh. to. <laughs> he wants to make stuffed turkey for ten people. How much of each ingredient does Bobby need? Bobby, you ready? So. Mm-hmm going through the questions are pre problem solving questions. How did you feel when you first uh, saw or heard the problem? Or how do you think people might have felt if they found maybe this difficult?
0: Hmm. So my first thought is, Oh, God, 10 people coming around my place, got to tidy up the place. (laughs) (laughs) But apart from that, um, I think the practical side is, I know, with cooking, baking type questions, Hmm. people often sort of, like my mum, she would be like, "Oh, I think roughly." she sort of just like a finger in the air, does estimation. <laughs> but actually, this is a way of showing people that your estimation is actually based on a on an instinct, based on some numbers beneath it.
2: Like, because it's the type of thing. I think there's there's quite a few ways of potentially doing this question, so it's sort of it's quite broad, isn't it?
0: Yeah, like it, like it, it does make sense to me as a an mathematician, and I think it would make sense to most people that cook but they might get flustered if you presented this as a maths question to them.
2: And so what are the maths topics in here? There's quite a few actually.
0: Yeah, I think this is mostly to do with, I think ratio and proportion really. Yeah. Um, and scaling up um, yeah. and obviously you've got all your arithmetic
2: operations as well. And you've got measure as well, grams and millilitres. So let's think, how do we start? So what facts do you know from the problem? So, if you
0: had a pen and you could underline a question or mm-hmm. verbally underline in your head, um, four people, so that's four, yeah, very the brilliant. original menu, yeah. that's four people, then you need to know there's 500 grams for the turkey, so 500, mm-hmm. uh, one red onion, so i circle the one. Mm-hmm. And for the chicken stock, 300 mils, 300 sure. millilitres. So they're, they're the key things that we know. Right. Um, but I think, the problem wants us to work out what it is for 10 people. So that's where the challenge lies.
2: And so how did you so what kind of formula? What rules? What do you kind of notice? What would you have to do? What facts we need to derive? Yeah, so scaling up. So had it been and I think for most people, if you'd said,
0: ah, it's going to be for eight people, most people think oh, I just double it, you know, it's going to be 500 times a 1000 grams of uh, turkey or it's going to be two red onions and double 300 uh, millilitres of chicken stock, or 600 mils, but it's because it's 10. And that's why people get a bit like, oh, it seems like it's a bit more than double, but maybe it's not as much as three. And that's where you need to use your, I guess, work out what the, what the proportional ratio is.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because again, there's, a, there's many ways of doing it. So how did you actually do it, Bobby? I'll share mine in a bit.
0: Yeah, so I just wrote down each of the initial ingredients for four people. Um, Mm -hmm. So again, not really a diagram, but just like 500, 1, 300, all the basic numbers. And as it's four people, I divided each of those numbers by four. Mm -hmm. So 125 grams of turkey for one person, 0.25 red onions, and 300 divided by four, that's 75 milliliters of chicken stock. So these are all for one person. But the recipe wants us to make it for 10 people because I'm very generous. And you know, I'm not a Scrooge, inviting lots of people into my flat. I, mean, uh, I better be invited Bobby, I better be and, in a oh list. Oh God, this is a problem.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I'm gonna have to adjust it for 11 people now. Oh. So that's a harder problem. Um, but we multiply those numbers by 10. So mm-hmm. the 125 now multiply that by 10 to give us 1250 grams of turkey. So the 0.25 we had for the red onions times that by 10 to give us two and a half red onions. And then the 75 mils for chicken stock for one person times it by 10 to give us 750 mils of chicken stock, I think.
2: Well that's exactly, it's funny because we normally do this and we've got different example, different ways. But mm. I did the exact same way oh. but I, I divided by four to get for one person of oh, yeah for one person serves one person and then I multiplied it by 10. But you could also have done divide it by two so divide each value by two to give serves mm. two people. So, for example, if you wanted to just do it for two people, it'd be 250 grams for turkey. And then you'd then scale it up by five and multiply by five, which would also give you 1,250. So it's another way of getting that's to 10. That's quite a nice intuitive way of doing it. But again, we'll share our solutions on here. As I say, we want we really, really, really would love to see how different people have done it. I, I love these, actually, these type of recipe questions, like marking them as a teacher, actually, because... People do see things in different ways and people might have done other ways of working it out. So we'd love you to share your answers um, and solutions on our Twitter and our Instagram at Matt Appeal. So we've done a solution. What comes after the solution, Bobby? A it's math it. fact.
0: Yes, it is. It's time. It's time. So this is going to be related to cooking in a 10 years way. Right. So we know that in America, they will measure temperature by Fahrenheit. Uh, And in Britain and most parts of the world, they use Celsius. Obviously, you get different Celsius depending on what you're cooking, for how long, etc. But we're going to talk about the coldest theoretical temperature there is. So this Mm. is something known as absolute zero. So when you reach this temperature, the substance, whatever you're cooking, will not possess any heat energy whatsoever. And actually, it's known as zero Kelvin, like the name, actually after a scientist, uh, zero Kelvin. But this actually has a Celsius, so minus 273.16 degrees Celsius. Whoa. That is actually the coldest theoretical temperature. So you know you've got ice cream, oh, I want it really cold. I want a really cold ice cream. <laughs> and you're like, really cold, I want it colder. Like, actually, minus 273.16, that's absolute zero. Scientifically, you cannot make it any colder than that.
2: Wait, so if you were to have an ice cream that cold, like, <laughs> what what would happen to your tongue?
0: I mean, yeah, you, <laughs> might need to end up in A&E. Okay, uh, right. <laughs> yeah. I think it would probably right. break off your tongue because that is absolute zero because there's no heat possessed in any object at that temperature.
2: At that. And, and where would day. you find absolute zero?
0: It's created artificially.
2: Oh, I right, okay. So, I
0: mean, to honest, It's not ex- they, can't, to honest, they can't create it exactly, but they can create it close to absolute zero. Like, you know, liquid nitrogen, different things, they'll, they'll, they'll get yeah. down very low, preserving things, but yeah.
2: I'm, uh, I'm a massive fan of the sun. So that's not my favourite at all. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> But thank you. That's amazing information. Oh, that was nice to end on some oh. more. My brain's just getting bigger and bigger, Bobby. Thank oh. you. <laughs>
0: um,
2: and so this was episode three of the Matter Pill series in partnership with National Numeracy and Experian.
0: So if listeners want to keep on building your number confidence, uh, we highly recommend going to the National Numeracy website and looking up the challenge. And next time in episode four, we're going to be looking at something that's really important nowadays, utility bills. So Mm. we're going to be chatting with a national numeracy champion to find out their maths journey.
2: Uh, and also please please tell your friends that's maths lovers and maths haters Mm -hmm. maths appeal is for everybody We want everyone to you know if you're enjoying maths you like it but you know somebody who maybe struggles with it and wants a way in and wants a a safe space to try some questions encourage them please to listen to maths appeal and get involved so thank you
0: so much you've been listening to maths appeal with me bobby seagull and susan
2: okareike and the music's been by Kelly Okereke and our wonderful producer is Jenny Nelson. So if it's your
0: first time listening to our podcast, please do check out our earlier episodes and we're going to be back as soon as we can to solve more maths problems together.